Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast, and a very happy new year to all of you. I'm Robin Lewis, uh, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, is much more than just a daily report, okay? It really is a knowledge platform from which we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics through our daily reports, yes, but also these podcasts, webinars, and hopefully live events in the future. So along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who's a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, uh, we welcome you to our weekly podcast, the topic of which is Retail Unwrapped Celebrates 100 Podcasts. I can't believe we've done 100, Shelley. Anyway, let's get, let's get started uh, with the top podcasts for 2021 and 2022. And again, it's, it's, it's from over 100 podcasts. So, but for the fun of it, Shelley, let's start with the bottom of the top five. Sure. So I pulled all our podcasts from 2021 and 2022 uh, combined. And, uh, and that's when we started our Retail Unwrapped. So first of all, congratulations, Robin, for breaking 100 podcasts. Well, you did it too. <laughs> it's been so fun doing the podcast. And it reminds me of the days you and I would meet in the city for lunch or coffee. We'd get into these conversations about retail. And we'd be like so intense talking about whatever the topic was uh, that yeah. came. And that's kind of where our idea came from for the podcast. How can we replicate these side conversations into a podcast and share them with our listeners? So here we go with the top five out of 100. Number five top podcast was What Drives Tractor Supply Company? Oh, and yeah. In this podcast, we discuss the interconnectedness between technology and really driving consumer-centric strategies. And of course, the poster child for this, as you know, Robin, is Tractor Supply. Yeah, they really, they really are. And and Hal Lawton, the CEO, really bought, brought technology into play there. Uh, you know, incredibly successful. Um, and the three key areas we discussed, Shelley, are you know kind of what I've been preaching for years, and quite frankly, will continue to be important in 2023 and beyond. And there were three of these concepts and strategies. Uh, that uh, were laid out in in my book, the 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 new rules of retail and retail seismic shift, the second book, and um, they are strategic imperatives. W number one is creating a neurologically connecting experience uh, to attract new customers and develop loyalists. And the reason for using the word neurological is that we wanted to exaggerate the point that this is just way beyond uh, a, a, a great experience. This is a an experience that releases dopamine in the brain. It is so exciting and over the top. Um, it's, it's indelible. The second strategic imperative, what I coined as preemptive distribution, which is essential to guarantee localization and relevance. What it really means is you got to have the ability to um, to preempt the, the, the competition by being in front of the consumer first, faster, and more often 
than all of those competitors out there. Uh, and three, you got to have a superior supply chain that delivers exactly what the customer wants, where they want it, when, and so forth and so on. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, Hal Lawton, CEO there, has brought um, and, and developed a superior supply chain that does exactly that. So, Shelley, I, you know, you and I recently uh, delivered a keynote in Columbus, Ohio, uh, discussing these points. And of course, you know, as I mentioned in my books, but they, they're, they're discussed in detail. And, and Tractor Supply gets these concepts, which are driven by Hal Lawton, who, as you know, Shelley, came from Macy's. And right. he also was named by the Nashville Business Journal as most admired CEO in 2021 and 2022. Wow. And to, yeah, and to the Power 100 in 2021. And Hal is also on the board of directors for the uh, National Retail Federation. Yeah, Hal's great. And it's been really cool watching Tractor Supply Company grow over the past few years. I think I told you this before, Robin, but we actually study Tractor Supply in one of the retail courses at Fashion Institute <laughs> Technology. And just seeing the growth of the company semester over semester over semester has been really cool. I'd like so. to come and take uh, take your course for a day <laughs> to hear what you say. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Any of our listeners to come sit in on my class. It would be great fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to number four. So our number four top podcast is was called Shareholders or Stakeholders, Who Owns Your Business? And uh, of course, in this uh, podcast, we talked about this, well, this move towards a more stakeholder approach. <laughs> which is really a shift in business priorities and the pandemic, like many other areas of the industry, has really accelerated the need for retailers to really better understand all the stakeholders of the business and not just really appeasing the shareholders. So, and we also know that consumers are really making buying choices based on how companies are in terms of their corporate social responsibility actions how are they treating their employees? How involved are they in the communities? And are they no longer standing on the sideline for important social and geopolitical issues? So yeah. retailers- yeah, it, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just gonna say retailers and brands are part of that community in which they right. live. So they have to start taking a stance on social issues. Totally agree, Shelley. And again, um, Again, this, this is going to continue to be a hot topic going forward for as far out as the eye can see. The past year has taught us nothing else. We really have learned that the power of the consumer is stronger than it has ever been. And they are demanding that these values be an integral part of these retailers' cultures. So I remember in that podcast, um, I kind of had described a more powerful free market capitalistic economy driven and sustained by the consumer who has the power to force commerce to serve their demands. Um, and at that time, we, we did not discuss how venture capital was drying up. Right. Yeah, remember? And, and these young startups uh, would be held more accountable to delivering bottom line profits 
rather than top line in shorter time frames. So today there is even more pressure on delivering the financial results alongside of the other areas of the business that contribute to a better society overall. So, you know, the over overvaluation of some of these small startups have come crashing down and they should be. Um, so if these companies do not have a unique value proposition for the consumer, which many of them don't, and it's other stakeholders, it means real trouble. So uh, last year, uh, venture capital did hit an all-time high. So we are now experiencing a leveling off or you know, slowing down. Uh, the point being that companies must really have a more balanced scorecard. Well put, Robin. A stakeholder approach is better for business, it's better for the consumers, and better for society, albeit easier said than done. So the next podcast uh, actually was recently and comes from a lunch we had with an icon in the industry. I just oh, mentioned yeah. how our podcasts really come from this idea about having lunch, having these lunch topics. And this one is literally from our conversation, Lunch with Bill Taubman, uh, when we had lunch with him in the city. And for those who may not recognize the name, which I can't imagine anyone not being able to recognize his name. He was the yeah. founder, he is the founder and CEO of Taubman Malls, which were some of the best malls in the country. And then he sold them to Simon Properties, which the number one mall in size. So Bill has a 30% equity in the merged properties. Uh, so that lunch was so enlightening. And at that lunch, he agreed to come on to our podcast. The name of the podcast was called Revealing the Future of Malls. And by the way, Robin, that podcast with Bill Taubman was number one for 2022. Wow, great. You know, it's amazing how much uh, can be learned just by sitting down with Bill, right, Shelley? We did. We certainly learned a lot. He is so smart and insightful. And, you know, he's been in the real estate business for a long time. And so in our podcast, he really gave some prudent advice about how malls can be more relevant. And he also discussed with us the trend of mixed use space. Right. Yeah, and, and I was actually a bit surprised about his view on that topic, particularly since Simon Properties had just acquired, Simon Properties, which he owns 30% of, just acquired a 50% stake in mixed use developer Jamestown. Interesting. And, you know, and and so there's that sends a message you're going to be doing something about mixed use space. And of course, we discussed the future of the enclosed malls as well. I, and I think the one key takeaway that that you and I always talk about when we refer to retailers is that you cannot be all things to all customers. And Bill really echoed these thoughts um, and coming from him really confirmed that it's true. Um, when he referred to the to the mall, you know, he said every mall has a unique customer base. And by understanding that customer base, relevancy, you know, can remain strong for those malls. So essentially, uh, the unique value proposition that retailers must have for their markets also rings true for the real estate as well. 
Yeah, that's so true, Robin. And I love his perspective on Short Hills Mall. I, I was yeah. fascinated by that. So um, anyway, the next top podcast in our count countdown is a conversation that keeps going on and on and on and on. And it's actually the perfect topic for this week, for sure, because this week, everyone is taking all their holiday gifts back. Returns, returns, and returns. So oh, yeah. Our second most popular podcast in our countdown is called Many Unhappy Returns. And if you remember, Robin, the topic was about how these major retailers, and when I say major retailers, I'm talking about the top retailers, Walmart, Amazon, Target. They started yep. telling customers to keep unwanted products instead of processing an actual return, which costs more than just giving the product away, of course. Um, but this practice, I feel, has really trailed off a bit, and neither one of us supported just telling the customer to keep it. That's correct. So, yeah, Shelly, you know, training the, the customers to keep unwanted products <clears throat> was a losing proposition for most categories. And I'm, I'm not talking about a dog collar or, you know, the wrong size of a, a screw or a widget, but telling customers to keep unwanted shoes that do not fit or fashion items that were the wrong color. It makes no sense and it puts more of a burden on the customer. Right, Robin. If a shoe doesn't fit and I'm the consumer, <laughs> now I have to figure out how to donate it, how to give it away, throw it out. If I throw it out, I feel guilty that I'm not being sustainable. It's just not a practical, sustainable solution. Right. And customers, consumers more recently have become <clears throat> diligent about returns. They're making actual buying choices on retailers' return policies. So they go and they look up the return policy before they click the purchase button because they want to know what the return policy is. And here's what's changed over the last past year. Number one, retailers are really trying to mitigate the high cost of returns. And they're doing this by charging for returns. So some retailers started charging for returns. Some retailers are using a consolidated shipping solution like Happy Returns. Is, is that the name that of is that is that the name of a company? Yeah, Happy Returns. <laughs> they do consolidated <laughs> shipping, and FedEx just announced a couple weeks ago they're doing consolidated shipping solutions for retailers too. So it's when you collect, you know, Kohl's does it for Amazon. You collect a bunch of stuff from yeah. customers, and then you send it back in a consolidated shipment. So that's been trending this past year. Um, and the other thing that I've noticed is the free shipping um, and returns for loyal customers. So in other words, to drive loyalty within a brand, you might get free returns as part of that loyalty program. Got it. So yeah, friction-free returns, Shelly, is an, is an imperative. So, so it's no surprise that this was a top podcast. And, it, and as this year progressed, Retailers continue to feel the pinch, you know, on the bottom line. And as production and supply chain costs kept rising, but offering easy returns is key to driving loyalty and frequency of purchase. And by the way, Shelley, and, and maybe for another podcast, this return conundrum is also driving a soaring resale market, That's right. which, you know which also is having a big impact 
on lowering the sheer waste of products into landfills. So Shelley, um, moving on here, and not to keep our audience in too much suspense, what is the top podcast? Well, the top podcast was actually about one of your longtime friends and colleagues. Number one podcast, Mike Gould, icon and retail legend. Yep. He was, as you know, former CEO of Bloomingdale's um, and many department stores prior to his stint at Bloomingdale's. But he was really one of the best leaders of the industry. I'm sure you have a lot of views about why this podcast was ranked number one, but maybe we should ask him back, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> that is, if he doesn't go and start his own podcast. I mean, Mike has so many mentees that have learned from him yep. during their careers. It'd be interesting to see how many people were impacted by the leadership of Mike Gould. It's probably, you know, six degrees of separation, but instead of five intermediaries, Mike, with Mike, it's like three or four. Yep, yep. And, and Shelley, I know you worked at Bloomingdale's under his leadership. So you really had a chance to experience what, what a great leader he really was. Um, and, and that was a great episode with Mike. And it, it was one of our longer podcasts because it was so interesting. So, um, and, and it, you know, and that's why it was on the top of the list. So the main premise was the promise of customer satisfaction and the experience has been displaced by a bottom line mentality. And Mike was very straightforward about his views on that. And if anyone understands customers and employee motivations, it is Mike Gould. And Shelly, rem remembering oh, the many lunches I've had with him, a couple of things he said over time really hit home with me about what defines a great leader. And, and by the way, he gives a lecture every year at Columbia University. On, on leadership. And two things stick out from my conversations with him. So first is trust. He said, without it, you cannot lead. Trust is the number one uh, definer of a great leader, the ability to have that trust both ways, period. And number two is empathy. Mm -hmm. And Great leaders have it, and that's the ability to, to, to listen intently and to be able to put yourself in the shoes of the person you are engaging. And second, you can't measure great leadership by any material or quantitative result. A great leader builds a great culture that is embraced by its people, and thus the leader who exemplifies that culture is able to lead it to the vision that he's laid out for it. Mike also gave me two quotes, <clears throat> one from Peter Drucker, the famous business leader, uh, who said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. In other words, there's nothing more important than culture. And even better, according to leadership, Colin Powell, you remember the Secretary of Defense under George W. Bush, he said, moving an army from one point to another is management. Moving them to where they didn't think they could go is great leadership. In other words, instilling in your troops the belief that they can go well beyond where they thought they could go. 
So, and by the way, Shelley, this was a great list and I'm thrilled that our audience is so engaged with our podcast. So what were the top five for this year? Sure. So number one was Future of Malls with Bill Taubman. Um, number two was an insider preview of 2022. That's when we kind of talk about what's going to come up in the yep. next year. Then we had Amazon 2.0, Turbulent Times, Kohl's Under Attack. And number five was Inflation and Inventory Doubling Down on Retail. So I'm going to comment on the insider preview. That was number two. We already talked about number one, revealing the future of the malls. Um, on the insider preview, Robin, you and I actually did this earlier this year. We did it last week. So we've already done our 2023 peek at what's going to happen next year. So yep. Yep. Um, our listeners can hear that on our uh, podcast on the robinreport.com or Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah. So Shelly, yeah. Um, Amazon and Kohl's are not surprising to be on the list for this year as, we, as we're going through one of the largest shifts in our industry. So both of those podcasts, you know, are about strategy and the way forward for, for those polar opposites. Amazon's continued growth and Kohl's challenging decline, if you will. Since then, um, interestingly, CEO of Kohl's, Michelle Goss, has left and get this, you know, this is unusual, is being groomed to be the successor to Chip Berg, who's the current CEO of Levi Strauss and Company. And then over to Amazon, Andy Jassy uh, has been in place about a year at, at Amazon as its new CEO uh, when, our, when our podcast aired. And to say it was going through the state of transformation was an understatement. Uh, we will see in the next year where both Kohl's and Amazon land. It's going to be very interesting. So, uh, Shelly, did you pull the least interesting podcast for our listeners? Or maybe the surprising low ones? I did. So this one was surprisingly low. This podcast was called Heads Up. Customers are taking control of their data. And I was, a oh, little, yeah. I was a little surprised that this one came up so low because, you know, by 2024, we say goodbye to third-party cookie data. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would think retailers would have been more interested in how to deal with the changes on personal data for managing cookies to complete wipeout of this third-party data, which the date keeps moving every year further and further out. But with that said, I do believe many retailers and brands are taking action to make changes on the customer data. I don't know, Robin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think the podcast we did last February was a top one. <laughs> Goodbye cookies, hello first party data, and probably more relevant to our audience. The first party data is important, so we should continue uh, this conversation in 2023. And you know, we also touched upon first party data in our retail media networks conversation, a topic was Mad Men 2.0. All of these retail media networks are geared towards retailers getting first party data, but then making a fortune in revenues or running their own advertising agencies or media, but not, you know, media networks. Yeah, but they're selling advertising. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Well, the other two interesting ones that kind of had low uh, listenership 
was a Tech Titans Tumble, which I kind of love that name, but, and uh, <laughs> what can retailers expect for back to school? So uh, Tech, Tech Titans Tumble, uh, I think maybe our listeners just didn't believe that Alphabet, Google, Amazon, and Apple were really in trouble as the media, and we had discussed on the podcast, that's probably why it may have had lower ratings. And on back mm -hmm. to school, I just think that it's not enough appeal over all our listeners. So yeah. no one really cares about back to school unless you have a back to school business, right? And that event <laughs> has changed so much over the past few years. Yeah, yeah. Back to school is a $172 billion industry in the United States. The market, you know, so it is a big deal. And, and it will experience, by the way, a compound average growth rate of about 5% through 2028. But I agree, Shelley, it's, it's not a broad topic for our audience. Uh, on Tech Titans, Shelley, you know, their business increased so much during uh, COVID that they expected and forecasted that growth to continue. And it has not. And we are seeing layoffs across the board on all of them. They are cutting costs, cutting costs. You know, Amazon's cutting back on distribution centers because they really over uh, speculated as to the, you know, the business is going to continue to grow the way it did during pandemic. So, um, and of course, the uh, the the, the uh, venture capital investors are also pulling back on funding for you know the millions of these startups. They're no longer investing in debt to yield top line growth. So I don't know. In closing, Shelley, it really has been fun doing these podcasts with you over the past couple of years. And, you know, we really learn a lot, right? Through research and doing all the stuff we do as well as through the great leaders that we invite into our conversation. So all I can say is onward and upward, Shelley, into 2023. Yes. Happy New Year to you, Robin, and all our listeners. And for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therodmreport.com. And look for us on YouTube, where we broadcast our podcast as well. And don't forget to follow us on social media, link in with us for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I also want to wish everybody a happy new year and you too, Shelly. And um, thanks for joining us again. And every week I say, if you have any idea about topics that you would like Shelly and I to cover, please send me an email. Uh, it's Robin at the Robin Report .com. Thanks, everybody, again.